episode number 67, Camaro, Baseball, and Motorsports. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, just hanging out, doing the scene, yeah. Studio South, hot weather, cars, <laughs> and stuff. Hot, hot, hot. Well, the the uh, the name for our show is Camaro Baseball and Motorsports, and I almost said apple pie there, too, just because it's like summertime. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's probably in there somewhere. And rock and roll. Oh, yeah, and rock and roll <laughs> and, um, and, and guns and midgets and fire trucks. Okay, cover it all. It's from a movie. I don't know. Cover it all. So yeah, we got a cool show to talk about, though. uh, In all seriousness, Um, we're gonna talk about motorsports and baseball. Uh, A cool offer from Covercraft, which is uh, something I've talked about. I think we talked about Covercraft a couple of times in the past. Um, And then we got some voicemails and emails that we owe everybody to play. Oh yeah, definitely. We had a couple left from last week, and plus we got a whole slew of them this week, too. Which is awesome. It's, it's like Christmas every week. <laughs> Christmas every week. <laughs> That's right. So we probably ought to get into it here. Um, motorsports, well, I mean, it's kind of obvious, Camaro, motorsports, you know, it makes sense. However, um, it's probably a little while ago, but Al Oppenheiser kind of brought this to light. Uh, they're going to have Camaros and NASCAR. You like NASCAR? <laughs> I don't, not, not me personally, um, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm, it's cool to see the Camaro though, uh, announced for the 2017 NASCAR Xfinity series. Uh, it's going to debut next February at Daytona. So this is, this is pretty cool. I saw the, the press release. I went back and looked at it. Uh, I think we've been talking a lot about other things in the Camaro news recently and kind of I guess skipped over this one. But I'm not really yeah. a big NASCAR fan anyway, so, but when I saw Camaro, um, and, the, and then you were saying that there's a whole bunch of Camaros in NHRA too, so what the heck? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I, I'm not a NASCAR fan either. Um, I've been to a couple races, and it's, it's pretty cool, but just not my thing. I'm more of a drag racing sort of guy. I'd, I'd rather go to a drag race than a NASCAR race any day of the week, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was watching NHRA from Chicago. Um, and sure enough, I mean, we talked a few weeks about this before John Force finally moving from Ford Mustang back over to Chevrolet. He used to drive a Pontiac Firebird bodied funny car, and now he's driving a Camaro funny car. But it wasn't just him. A lot of the funny cars had Camaro styled bodies, as well as some of the pro stock cars. Really? Yeah, so it was kind of cool. I mean, really, there's, they, they shared nothing in common with the actual no, car itself. No, of course not. But it is the representation of it you know people have been saying maybe they should advertise the car more maybe they should advertise the car more it's there it's just not the traditional form of advertising right. it's not a commercial or a billboard um it was it was kind of neat it was kind of neat to, to see that i'm looking at the nascar one and it looks pretty i mean from the front end it looks pretty close to the 20 uh well the sixth generation car you know yeah. it's got the headlights the grill i mean it does say camaro right across the front of it and then then it kind of, you know, goes into that NASCAR body and towards the back, you know, mm-hmm. so. 
but it looks looks pretty good. It was red. Yeah, it, it represents the car well. Yeah. It's a, it's a fiberglass body with stickers on it to look like the real deal. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So then let's bring in the, uh, well, there's hot dogs and apple pie, of which I like both of them, <laughs> which then leads to baseball. Baseball. The, uh, the all-star game. Yeah, but that how, that how was, was this the, week. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Chevrolet, I, I believe, is one of the title sponsors uh, for Major League Baseball. And the last couple of years, uh, the MVP gets a choice between a truck or Camaro. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. 2016 MLB All-Star Games most valuable player was Eric right. Ho- Hosmer of the Kansas City Royals right. as he celebrates his MVP trophy and a Chevrolet Colorado Diesel Midnight Edition pickup truck. Hmm. The vehicle he chose as his award for his MVP performance on Tuesday, July 12th, 2016 at Petco Park. In San Diego, California, Chevrolet oh. is the official vehicle of Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah. But you know what? He's a baseball player. He's got tons of liquid cash. He's got a garage full of cars. He probably has a ton of Camaros, but probably says, all right, I'll take the Colorado. You know, i got plenty of Camaros, you know. So, Other than that, he's an idiot. One of the two. One of the two. <laughs> I think this is like the second year in a row they've chosen the truck over the Camaro. <laughs> Well, here's the deal. Our friend Scott, the F-Bot father, Settlemeyer, always said, everybody has a Camaro in their past or their present. Yeah. But n- you can't say the same thing. Oh, everybody's got a Colorado pickup truck in their past or in their <laughs> present. I wouldn't mind having one myself. Yeah, especially that, that midnight edition, huh? It's all blacked out. Well, remember we drove the Colorados before they were available at the dealerships and we drove them out in the desert at SEMA a couple <laughs> years ago? Great trucks. Hands down, great trucks. But, man, really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's not a car guy. You could have this gourmet Chef Ramsay cheeseburger with truffle fries yeah. or a, a, a dinty more beef stew can of crud. Yeah. I'll take the crud. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got plenty of burgers at home. That's, yeah. that's the case. I swear yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Whatever. Good for yeah. you. It's again representation of the vehicle. That's that's important. That's yeah. advertising. It's getting out there. At least it's a Chevrolet, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Cool. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on. Um, several years ago, I want to say it was at the at one of the um, Midwest F body events, the one that's held out there at the it's at the Summit uh, headquarters there in. Uh, in Ohio. Oh, the NEOCC the event? event? Yeah, that's the one. The Northeast Ohio Cent- Camaro, Camaro Club. Club. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the first time I went to which is a great show, by the way. I haven't heard much about it in a little while. Um, I, I was out there with my 2010 Camaro, and uh, like like most Camaro owners, I like to protect it when it's not uh, when it's not being shown or not in the garage. And it was raining like a son of a gun, and, and <laughs> I uh, had spent a lot of time detailing it, so I wanted to, wanted to cover it up. I had previously took a chance and bought a Covercraft car cover, like a super lightweight one. And uh, it was raining like crazy, and I thought it was really interesting to see how well it repelled the water. And this is, this is, this is a true story because I posted a video about it way back when it happened. It's on my YouTube channel. The way that it repelled water was kind of hypnotic. It was almost like, um, I don't know how to explain it. it. It just shed the water off, so I knew that you know the, the money that I spent, which... It was kind of a lot for a car cover, 
but it was well spent because when I when it stopped raining, I took the cover off. There was hardly any water underneath it, and I didn't have to redetail the car. So as a result, I kind of got to know the guys at Covercraft because they liked the video that I posted, and I talked to them at SEMA and everything. And um, they just put out a newsletter, and uh, they mentioned this show in their newsletter. It just came out here on Friday. Cool. So it was really really cool for Covercraft to kind of give a quick quick shout-out to um, the Camaro show here. And in return, I said, well, what can we do for you? And I guess uh, if you go to their, their Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash covercraftindustries, um, you can see they got this uh, nifty little um, promotion going on. You like them and upload a photo of your ride and post the hashtag, that's my baby. You could win a free Covercraft uh, baseball hat. So um, I think if I were to ever buy a car cover again, I'd probably buy the same one that I had before. It just worked well for me. So uh, consider checking that out if you're in the market for a car cover. Um, I, I was pretty happy with it, and uh, we get nothing out of this other than we're just returning the favor for them mention, mentioning it to uh, uh, mentioning our show on on their newsletter. Cool. I remember helping you uh, try and lock that some bitch down. You're throwing the lock underneath your car, and we're trying to get the cable hooked up. And I remember that. <laughs> well, I'd never done it before. It was, it was like okay, I better I better do it. If the thing fits, awesome. And then, yeah, um, you, you, it came with a cable and a lock and a bag to keep it in. And the thing was small when it was packed up. I was so happy with it. So um, I don't know, Chris, if you can link up the video, the old video in the show notes. Sure. Um, All right. But uh, it, it was just kind of cool because I actually had to go out there and, like, play with the water on it. It was... I remember that. <clears throat> it's kind of hypnotic, isn't it? Yep. So anyway, that's, that's my choice in car, car covers. Um, check it out. Cool. Get a, get a free hat. Nice. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six voicemails we got to get through. So we do. Uh, we had a couple left over from last week too. So we got to. Okay, let me start them right now. Hey, Chris, Jason, this is David Binghamton, New York. This was down to the Chevy dealer. I know you had talked about not throwing any money on the hood of the Camaro and the low volume sales. I was down at the Chevy dealer, like I had said, and. They're offering 20% off on a new 2016 Camaro. So that should be pretty good money on the hood, depending on what you wanted to get. Uh, $46,000 Camaro's uh, like shooting for $9,000 off, so it's a pretty good price. Uh, check it out. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Dave. So he's saying there's um, a dealer in New York who's offering, what did he say, 20% off? 20%. I have not seen that here at all. I've, oh my I mean, gosh. if you were seeing 20% off Camaros, you'd see people talking about it. I'm not seeing anybody oh. talking about 20% off. Maybe it's a little dealer that can't move them and just wants to get blow them wow. out. Now, I have seen the, the 0% for 72 months uh, financing, but I have not seen the 20, 20 If you go to Chevrolet, let me, let me do this real quick, because all their incentives are listed right on their page. So if you go to Chevrolet.com, and you go to incentives, you should see uh, what the incentives are. Offers. Um, they have Spark, Sonic, Cruise, Volt, Camaro. Let's see what the offers are on Camaro. View offers. Uh, here's the current offers on Camaro. Uh, $259 a month for a 39-month lease with $4,762 do-it signing. Wow. Um, or $2,259 for current GM employees and eligible family members. Um, 
lease for two fifty nine a month for thirty nine months. For the first one was for a a one LT eight speed automatic. This one is for a one LT Camaro two fifty nine a month. Then they have a two point nine percent APR for sixty months for the coupe and two point nine percent for the convertible. That's mm. it. Not so even not even the seventy two months zero percent anymore. Do dealers have to adhere to what Chevrolet has on their website, or can they run their own specials? I have no idea. Hmm. I mean, if they're offering twenty percent off, they're eating that twenty percent, not oh yeah, not Chevrolet. So, um, kind of weird. Um, but yeah, there is a there is a a little thing here that says twenty percent off MSRP cash back on select twenty sixteen Chevrolet vehicles in stock, and Camaro is not listed on that. So, I don't hmm. know. It's the um, the Silverado, the Traverse, the Impala, LTZ, the Equinox LTZ, the Trax LTZ, and the all new Cruise LT and Malibu LT. Wow. Uh, <sighs> well, if it's true, somebody find that dealership and buy a car. Yeah, no kidding, because you're going to get a deal right now. No doubt about it. No doubt very, about very it. Very cool. All right. Thank you. Thanks, for that Dave. Voicemail. Yep. Yeah, let's go to the next one. Hey, guys, this is Bob from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, listening on the iTunes podcast. Hey, I was calling. I just picked up. I just took delivery of my 2016 2SS, and there seems to be a lot of confusing uh, information out there, like some people are saying change the oil at 500. This is in regards to engine braking. So, you know, I hear some people going, got to change that oil on those LT1s at 500 miles. And other guys are like, no, 500, yes, but 1,000 also. And 1,500 miles, got to do all three. You know, and then some people are like, don't go over 80. Don't rev it up to 4,000. Uh, basically drive it like an old lady. And I was just curious, like, what is the official word on this? How do we properly brake in these engines? I've heard they're a little touchy, you know, so the break-in period is important. Just thought I'd get your guys' two cents on it, and thanks for the show. Really enjoy it. Take care. Hey, Bob, thanks for calling. New caller Bob from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, my kind of town, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. Love Vegas. Yes, indeed. We're going to be there in November, Bob. You ought to be there, too. Yes, you should come to our, our uh, meet and greet at the... Uh, Excalibur Casino in uh, Octane Lounge. Octane Lounge, what, November, was it, second, Second, I think it's the, whatever Wednesday. the Wednesday of that week is. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Check, uh, we, have, we have an event uh, posted on Facebook, right? Yes, we do. Like the event yes, Vegas. we do. If you just go to our Facebook page, you can see that event. You know, this has been an argument that's probably happened long before I ever learned how to drive. Uh the the manufacturer has their recommended break in right in and i personally like to stick to that even though i think in my heart of hearts <clears throat> it probably doesn't matter too much yeah um mike licked over there at full throttle speed once had a really good <laughs> argument about it um i can't i can't say it the way that he did because he's he's really knowledgeable but it's basically let's think about this for a minute let's say you drive your car for a uh, 100 miles Okay. Okay. And you drive it easy, and you don't go over four thousand RPMs. Okay. Right. That's four thousand revolutions per minute. And if you're driving at sixty miles an hour and you go a hundred miles, that's an hour of driving. So that's four thousand times sixty. So that's two hundred and forty million revolutions or something crazy like that. Math is never my strong suit. Do you really think that your vehicle is not broken in after that cylinder pumps up and down that many times and the, uh, all eight cylinders go up and down that many times? 
That was kind of the gist of his argument. <laughs> well, let me read you the official word from General Motors. All right. Bob, this is the official word. You right. want to know what the official one, and this is what it is. It says new vehicle break-in. Um, you need to follow these guidelines during the first two uh, or 1,500 miles of, of driving of this car. Uh, parts have a break-in period and performance will be better in the long run. Um, for the first 1,500 miles, avoid full throttle starts and abrupt stops. Good luck. <laughs> Do not exceed 4,000 engine RPMs. <laughs> okay. Avoid driving at any one constant speed, fast or slow. Do not drive above 80 miles an hour. Good luck. Do not tow a trailer. Okay, that's probably not an issue. <laughs> Avoid downshifting to brake or slow the vehicle when the engine speed will exceed 4,000 RPMs. I don't recommend that to begin with. Yeah. Do not let the engine labor. Never lug the engine in high gear at low speeds. With a manual transmission, shift to the next lower gear. This rules applies at all times, not just during the break-in period. Uh, yeah. Do not participate in racing events, sports driving schools, or similar mm. activities during the break-in period. So for those of you who want to take it right from the dealer to the track, they do not recommend it. Check the engine oil with every refueling and add, if necessary, oil and fuel consumption may be higher than normal during the first 1,500 miles. I have never, ever in my life, when I bought a brand new vehicle, checked the oil when I put gas in my car. <laughs> I think part of that's covering their butts, and also part of it yeah. is probably just good practice. And this, to me, it's all this sounds like it's coming from GM Legal. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? GM Legal and warranty. <laughs> warranty uh, and finance. Yeah, no kidding. Um... To break in new tires, drive at moderate speeds and avoid hard cornering for the first 200 miles. New tires do not have maximum traction and may tend to slip. Yeah, do a burnout and you'll be fine. <laughs> new brake linings also need break-in period. Avoid making hard stops during the first 200 miles. This is recommended every time brake linings are replaced. Uh, should the vehicle be used for racing or competitive driving after the break-in, the rear axle lubricant must be replaced beforehand. Is that and it? There you have it. That is the official word from General Motors. Now, how you, however you do it, <laughs> I know everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Everybody's got an opinion. This is what I do. I buy a new vehicle. I don't beat the crap out of it for the first, you know, a thousand miles. At right. 500, between 500 and 1,000, I do change the oil because there will be some, like, sometimes little metal shavings that yeah. the, um, because the, what is it, the drain plug is usually magnetic. Yep. And you should see that. And then, then I, I would say you're good to go. I, I agree. Um, and we've seen a lot of people where they would buy a new car and take it right to the dyno. Right to the straight, like the dealership to Dino. I did that with my 2000 SS that I bought and went straight to Modern Muscle Car. That's right. <laughs> threw it on the Dino. Or yep. they go straight to the drag strip. I've seen guys take their cars and go straight to their garage and throw a nitrous kit on it and then go to the drag strip. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, is, is it going to ha have some longevity issues? Maybe. Maybe. Again, it's GM covering their butts, and I get it. And, and there's, there's, probably, there's probably some good science behind it. But is it really valuable? Are you going to keep your car for 150,000 miles? 
Probably not. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the Camaro doesn't seem to be the kind of car that you rack up the miles on in most cases. Right. Well, Bob, thank you for, for that call from yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada, and I hope you can yep. join us. Yeah. For our meeting. We'll, we'll talk more about it. In fact, Mike Licht may even be there and we could talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. But otherwise, we recommend follow what they say. It's a little bit extra expense and a little bit of patience and you can't go wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. Here's the next voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Jonathan out in Old Japan, New Jersey. Just calling to say hello. I'm digging this new ZL1. Looks like it's lapping the Nuremberg ring at 7 minutes 23 seconds. Point seventy-seven. That's pretty goddamn fast. That call looks pretty badass. Anyways, uh, just wondering what your opinion was of that awesome new car. And will the Z28 actually lap quicker? I mean, what are we talking here? This is like Ferrari fast. Anyways. Have a good one. Jonathan Brown. What's up, buddy? Uh, I, he, I don't think he listened to our last week's episode before he right. sent that in. <laughs> right. Yeah, we think it's kind of a fake time. Uh, yeah. But if it is real, damn, that that is. That is a, a an awesome, right. awesome time. And and I don't know the, how they would top that with the Z28, but I'm sure they would. And holy crap. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. Yeah, I don't think it's real either. But yeah. yeah, listen to our last episode if you haven't already. Yep. But if it's we true, touched on that. it's going to be cool. Yep. All right. Okay, so for, for those of you who, um, I guess, haven't listened to last week's episode, or you should go back and listen to it and then leave us a voicemail. And here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. And didn't you pose a question last week, too? I did. I'll get to that towards the end because i got a prize to give out if anybody calls in and answers it. Oh, well, we have three more voicemails here, and I think we might be able to get through two of them. All right, let's do what we can. Okay. So let's go to the next one here. Hey, Chris and Jason, Russ here, Raleigh TA from North Carolina. Uh, listening to Podcast 66, and you're asking where we listen to you. Uh, I typically have you like I am today while I'm looking on the car in the driveway. I've got my portable garage with a pop-up canopy, uh, staying out of this 95-degree weather. But uh, anyway, today I am, I've got uh, both rear wheels jacked up on my Pontiac G8, and I'm rolling the fender so I can put some wider tires under the thing. But, uh, yeah, that's what I normally do. And I've got something going on with the car, washing or tweaking something under the hood or somewhere around the car. And you guys put me in the mood for it. Love listening to you. Uh, if I'm running a piece of loud equipment, I can pause it, go back, listen to it again. It's, uh, it's a great way to do things. So keep up the great work. And looking forward to hearing your next podcast. Hey, thanks for calling in, Russ. Well, I mean, we were just talking about this. <laughs> yeah, we were, actually. You, you posed the question of uh, where or when do you listen to the show? Oh, that question. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else. No. Okay. Yeah, that question, too, I wanted to know. And, and that's what I was hoping to hear in the garage. Yeah. So he's he's rolling the fenders on his G8 to put some wider tires on there. Good awesome. going, Russ. Thank yeah, thanks Thanks for letting us know how you listen to the show. And if you guys haven't called in yet, just to let us know, please do. Um, I, we're just curious. That's yeah. all. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Here's, let's go to the next one here. This is Matt from Houston. The reason for the decrease in Camaro sales is quite simple. 
the most powerful thought leadership at General Motors is that of the leader of Cadillac, who came over from the German brands. His methodology is less discounting equals lower sales in the short term, but it means higher residual values and profitability in the medium and long term, which benefits every owner as well as Chevrolet. So if that works, you will see higher residual values for Camaros as opposed to the 50% drop in value in, in the first three years that, that many people see today. Great show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Uh, I think another first-time caller from Houston. He he uh, he may be on to something there, um, as we don't see the sales as they once were with the fifth generation. In fact, Camaro is now in, uh, well, at least for the last month, in uh, third place in the uh, the sales uh, wars, as you would, as we could put it, Mustang, Challenger, Camaro. Uh, Camaro has dropped back to number three. So if that's, uh, if that's their plan to, um, you know, keep the price point where it's at and sell less Camaros. And then we also talked about how they're not selling to fleet anymore. Like, like they were, um, would that, would that cause a residual, uh, effect down the line and not see that huge, you know, like you said, 50% basic price reduction in the first three years of owning the car. I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting uh, point of view. I would say that. It's a bold strategy. I hope it pays off. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know if people look at Camaros like, oh, you know, I'll buy this because it'll be, uh, it'll have good residual value. I, I don't know. Yeah. But make more money off of selling less cars instead of pumping out cars for next to nothing for margin and and working harder to sell them. I, I don't know. Good yeah. good point. Great yeah. point, actually. Great. Thanks for that call, Matt. And let's go on to our very last voicemail. We are going to get right. to them all. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? This is AJ, the resident Mustang guy. And I wanted to touch on a topic that uh, some people, some callers, and uh, you guys yourself have touched on in the uh, last couple episodes. And it's uh, about advertising for the uh, 16 car. Um, it's just, it's, there's not enough advertising for the car. And, uh, I know Chris, you touched on, uh, the advertising that Dodge has. Dodge has, is, out of all three of the American, the big American brands, they have the most advertising and the most creative advertising, in my opinion. Uh, and it, and it actually, and it draws you in. They've, they've had that advertising for a while now for the Challenger and the Charger and their cars like that, um, and uh, Ford, you know, they've been advertising the Mustang. It could be advertised more, but, you know, they've been advertising. And GM with Camaro, it's sad because the car is such a great car. You know, I've been in two of them and got to drive one, and there's so much they could talk about in advertising with this car. And the only advertising I've seen for the car has actually been just for the uh the app, you know, where you can just customize the 16, the 16 Camaro app. And that's really the only advertising I've ever seen. Okay. Is that it? Is that I think it? so. I think you may have gotten cut off or okay. something. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, we, t- we talked earlier. I mean, it's it, 
advertising. advertising isn't just TV and billboard and magazine right. ads anymore. And let's face it, there hasn't been a Transformers movie recently with the new 6-gen Camaro in it. Although but they are coming out. Yeah, they are filming right now here in Detroit, <laughs> the new Transformers 5 movie. So next summer, that is coming out. So are we going to see a bump and maybe in Camaro sales again after after the Transformers movie comes out? I don't know. We'll see. My question is, where do you see most of your advertisements these days? Do you see them on TV and in magazines and on no. billboards? No, I see them on YouTube. You see them on YouTube. You see them on... Um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitter. You also see them on um, on-demand type of things, absolutely. Right? Which is YouTube and Hulu. And yep. we talked earlier, and and the whole NASCAR and NHRA thing that we talked about earlier kind of kind of opened my eyes to it. Okay, yeah, they are doing advertising. I mean, John Force does not run a Camaro-inspired body on his funny car because he likes it. He does it because they pay him to do it. <laughs> okay, yep. because. They get that car in front of people. So maybe, just maybe, they are advertising, and we're just so used to the old way of doing things that we're just not catching it. Right. I don't know. Uh, great point either way. I mean, it's it's nice to know that they got to get them out, get the advertising out one way or another. I think um, maybe we should just kind of wait and see how that how it pans out. They yeah. didn't do the fifth gen, and it did just fine. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for calling in, AJ. Appreciate you uh, calling in all the time, as always. Yep. Cool stuff. Is that it? Did we good? That's it. That was all the voicemails. We are all caught up now. Great stuff. Well, listen, I got a, um, I got a little contest for everybody. Okay. Um, a few episodes ago, I talked about Griot's Garage. That's G R I O T S. If you're familiar with it, they make high-end uh, car polish and stuff like that. Um, they sent me this fine surface prep mitt, which is like you know like a mitt that you wear in your hand, but it's too. Um, replace using clay to detail your car and clean mm-hmm. the contaminants off your car. They actually sent me a couple to give away a while back. So I've got two of these things to give away, and here's how I'm going to give them away. I want to know what... i, I got to be careful because I don't want to make this too complicated. Yeah. Do you attend car shows, or do you participate in car shows? Which one of those do you do? And if you do one or the other, what is something that you look forward to when being part of a car show, and what is something that you don't like about being part of a car show? So it's kind of three stages. What do you, how do you how do you participate, either spectator or or have your car there? What do you what's the best thing you like about it, and what's the thing you don't like about it? And I'm going to pick the best two that answer this question most deeply, if you will. And I'm going to send them one of these fine surface prep mitts. These things cost fifty bucks. They're no joke, and they work well. Because they sent me one, like I said, and I've used it, and it does really work well. Nice. It doesn't seem like it would, but it does. And uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So i got a couple of these to give away. I'm going to pick the one that answers the question the best. So how would you like them to answer? Do you want them to call in? Do you want to leave them a message on our, our Facebook page? This Send one, us an email? This one, I want to hear them call in. I want to hear the emotion in their voice. Okay. So I want to know if they're phoning it in or not. How about that? Okay. Sounds good. And if you guys want to hear more about that, that Griot Smith that, that we talked about, that was in episode number 53. So you can go back and listen to that episode and talked about it. Yep. And if you go over to griotsgarage.com, that's G-R-I-O-T-S, garage.com, and just do a search for surface prep mitt, you'll find it. They actually have two of them. One for 
lightly embedded stuff and one for bad shape, which most of our cars probably aren't. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I called them up. I'm like, listen, you know, you sent me this one as a sample to review. Can you send me a couple more to give away? And they said, sure. And so they did. Nice. And now I want to pass them on to you, but you got to work a little bit for it. I want to pick your brain on this whole car show thing. Cool. All Sounds right. Good. Yeah. Great. Cool. 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 It's been a while since we gave something away. Yeah. And I think that's all we've got for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. It's cool. I'm glad we got action to catch packed. Action packed with with all the voicemails and getting some new people calling in. That's great. Got some good. new uh, new members. Maybe maybe we're gonna get some even more new members from the Covercraft newsletter that went out. Oh, maybe. that'd be cool. Yeah. So yeah, if you're listening because of the Covercraft newsletter, welcome to the show. Feel free to call in and talk about stuff. <laughs> all all right. right. Ready to Are get out of here? Enjoy the rest of the weekend. We wish everybody else the same. Thanks. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.